they they have these people do like a 7k run or something like that as and like like they're doing other shit but like the total amount is like right. 7k and they're running through fucking poison oak what yeah. Oh, <laughs> what is they, that? so they're like sitting down with these guys and they're like, hey. <laughs> What does that have to do with being fit? Exactly. Like, and they're like, oh, by the way, like not only are you running, you know, 7K, <laughs> you're like, the course is covered in poison oak. No way, this will be the intro. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Today's special guest special is uh, yeah. Theo Bowie. Yeah. I am recording, by the way, so we already yeah. started. Oh, shit. Okay, so so we're going to answer some questions today and do some different things. Um, we wanted to go over a few questions that were in the Mind vs. Muscle team page. And one of them was from a lady asking about a performance diagnost- diagnostician. Bro, did you listen to the last podcast? No. <laughs> At one point, I stopped and I go... I'm sorry, guys. I usually don't read on the podcast. <laughs> like, I feel bad. Hey, it's true, though. Oh, my God. I was just listening to myself, and I was like, this is fucked. Yeah. So I'm going to try to get better about that. But um, I... Let's say, just, just for... Let's just say performance specialist. It's... To me, that's a lot... It's a lot easier. So it is a real thing. I didn't think... I thought somebody was bullshitting there. I, I think you just need to learn how to say it. I just didn't... Oh, no, this is different. This is a program diagnostician. I don't see anything for a performance diagnostician. Anyway. Performance specialist. So, here's what her question was from Jana Kunz. So, the other day, a performance diagnostician, not sure if that's the right word, published an article where he said that if we want to improve a certain body, certain part of our body, we should focus less on the part and put more focus on other parts. Because if we put too much focus on that specific part, we put way too much stress on that specific part and... We achieve the opposite. <laughs> Way too many parts in this fucking yeah. sentence. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? The article is in German. Why? It's dope that we have people from all around the world in this group. Um, so my opinion is that doesn't really make sense because if you want to focus on a body part, why would you not yeah. focus on that? Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, things can get lost in uh, translation, but... Uh, I, I think we both agreed on this, like, there's, it's not that you should ignore it, it it's that, like, you just have to program accordingly, so, and, and how I addressed the question was saying, like, hey, like, you, you can implement something like a specialization day, but it's not like, you know, if, if, if you want to grow bigger biceps that you're not just going to curl every day, like, you know, you could do like what you did and split it up. And you, I think you did like three days a week to where you were incorporating some bicep curls right. or some form to where, and then you, you changed up the sets and reps and then maybe you add like a tempo, yeah. a pause, eccentric, whatever. Um, so there's different ways that you can go about it in, instead of just doing hammer curls seven days a week. Yeah. Um, yes, the set principle, because I, I think somebody commented and saying like, Hey, your body's like really good at adapting. It is, that's what, you know, our, our bodies are, are, are master adapters. But at the same time, you can't just beat your body to death and then expect it to to adapt, yeah. right? Like, the said principle is specific adaptation to impose demand. So, that's to a certain extent, right? Like, again, like, you know, you could do the big three, three days a week, but as long as you change the sets and, sets and reps, yeah. then your body is probably going to respond pretty well, especially right. if you're not used to training that way. So... 
Um, and, and then again, like I said before uh, in the comment that, uh, you know, we focus a lot on progressive overload. So uh, for somebody who's going to start training with me, who's, who's fairly new to training um, and to, to lifting and stuff like that, I'm not going to give them as much volume as somebody who's been training with me for two years right. because it took them time to build that and, and to establish more muscle maturity and, and increase their capacity for a heavier workload right. or more volume. Yeah. I think, and I think that's the thing. Like if you want something to grow, you need to change or vary volume, intensity, and frequency. That's the only way anything's going to grow. But we, we talk about it being an adaptive specimen. Don't you want it to adapt? Because if you're trying to get something to grow, you're going to give it what it needs to grow and it's going to adapt by growing. So I think I think the big, and this is what probably could have got lost in translation, is central nervous system is going to help us recover, which is going to help us grow. And if you throw a ton of more volume on a specific body part, your overall volume for your whole body is going to go too high and yep. you're probably going to under-recover. Then you're not going to adapt properly. So right. I think that's where it was probably lost. Whereas you should, like, so when I did, added volume to um, arms, I took away volume from something else I didn't need to work on so much. Right. So for me, I didn't do a whole bunch of chest, and I focused on body parts I didn't need to work on. Yeah. So you got to, like, kind of look at it like that give and take. I, it's also hard to where somebody, you know, posts this question, and it's a, it's a piece of an article. So I don't know if she's summarizing the whole thing, and this is the idea or the whole concept right. behind it. Like, this is the point that this guy is trying to get across. Or if there's more to the article, so yeah. I, you know, I didn't read it. Um, I don't, I don't read German. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, like, look, like, there's to say that you shouldn't focus on, like, if I want to build my chest, to to say that I shouldn't focus on my chest is, you know, you're you're kind of, yeah. you know, the, you're contradicting what you're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, we want to put stress on the yeah, whatever exactly. we're trying to change. But I think too, like we all know plenty of people who really, really want to grow something and it seems like they're hammered it to death and they don't grow. Right. Right. So there's other variables involved in it too. So I think it, it really depends. And then also too, there's activation, right? So I have one guy who, um, we've been doing just the normal, like we weren't specializing in anything. It's a guy I work up with in Seattle, the mm -hmm. Amazon guy. And like we were working on pretty much everything across board, upper, lower split. Um, but he never like spoke up about what he, like muscle group he was insecure about. And I finally got out of him and he right. was like, I really want to build my chest. Come to, to find out, which we were doing enough to grow, but it wasn't growing. And then we look at it and he couldn't even feel his chest in any of the yeah. chest exercises yeah. we were doing. The shoulders overtake. Yeah. So like one day I had to go through all these different techniques and positioning mm -hmm. and just figure out a way to actually fire his pecs. And it was like, he was like astonished. Like, yeah. holy shit, I've never felt this before. Yeah. So you could have that issue as well. Like I know... For him, I'm not going to add a ton of volume because now I know that we're actually targeting the muscle. Right. So now it'll just stimulate through that. So you got to think about that too. Like if you're trying to grow your glutes but you have sleepy butt syndrome, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing to, to consider. So don't not stress on it. Um, that's for sure. So let's go to the next question. We got um, – let's go to Marty Marr. I kind of answered this one last one but I talked about something I'm currently doing. So he said, for something less specific, what new training techniques have gotten your interest but you haven't had the chance to try yet? So I talked about, and this is actually something, so we we finished beta testing uh, phase one of the Mindverse Muscle Program yep. and it was all that I expected to be. It was smash for sure. We haven't got together to sit down and make the next one, so I kind of started playing with stuff and I actually started doing this uh, Christian Thibodeau program where you train six days a week but your sessions are like 40 minutes tops. Yeah. 
and you hit every muscle group three times a week instead of two, which I'm used to upper lower too. So now I'm doing, it's, it's actually split into posterior, anterior, posterior, anterior. So I'll do deadlifts, pull downs and rows and biceps. And then one day is like front squat, bench, overhead press, and then uh, triceps. And then the next is like more assistant. So it's like hip thrust versus like a heavy deadlift, right? But everything's split and damn dude, like because the frequency jumped through the roof, even though I'm not doing more volume, the frequency is higher than I've ever had it. I'm actually been really sore lately. Yeah. So that's something I talked about that I really like, especially because I just don't have the time to spend an hour and a half, two hours in the gym. Right. Um, this might be something that you actually like yeah. a lot too because yeah. you do four exercises and that's it. So you, you he kind of has that ramp up theory where like you do two ramp up sets, two working sets, and then you do one intensity set. So your intensity set is either um, like a six, eight, 10, 12 drop set, right, right. or you do like a mTOR activation set, which is like a, every rep is five second negative, And then you hold the bottom stretch for as long as you can on the last rep. Um, there was one that's, uh, I think it's, uh, there's some kind of other drop set you do, but the point is, is everything leads up to that last mm-hmm. set, which is dope. So it's like 40 minutes, 45 minutes tops in and out. And it's intense. So that's like been my thing. I haven't really looked into anything new, I've always been like the last few months. I've been really intrigued by CrossFit. Like, part of me wants to try it because I because I know my conditioning isn't up to par, and that's right. the only reason. Um, but I would switch it up and do more kettlebell than barbell because I don't want to do snatches with a barbell and stuff. Yeah. So I've been thinking about that just because I want to push myself a little bit and test myself. But have you seen the documentary on Netflix? Oh, the strongest whatever alive or some strongest shit. Strongest person or strongest man. Which alive. is not fucking true. Like stupidest shit I've ever. Bro, you seen. can't be the strongest person alive if you're CrossFit. Yeah. The yeah, strongest guy true. alive, fucking bear crawls a semi truck. Right. And they had they're on the world's strongman. Or most maybe it's I, I don't think it's the strongest. The fittest man alive. Yeah, the fittest man on earth or something. Which like I that. still am like, but whatever. That's the like, point. Part I haven't of, watched part it. Part of though. the like part of the thing was, and, and they got guys who are programming who don't know anything about fitness, right? No background whatsoever, no. and other than their their CrossFit affiliated right. amount is like seven right. k, and they're running through fucking poison oak. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what is they, So they're like sitting down with these guys, and they're like, <laughs> "What hey. does that have to do with being fit?" Exactly. Like, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, like not only are you running, you know, seven k, <laughs> you're like, the course is covered in poison oak." So it's like. <laughs> What, what fucking point is that? What if somebody goes into fucking, like, anaphylactic shock or something? I don't even know if you could do that with poison oak, but, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what's well, the, the point? Like, you're just itching the whole time That's like that, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a variation of the Spartan race or Jesus. something like that, death race it's or something. Like, you remember what I'm talking about? Where yeah. you, you have to chug a gallon of milk at the top of, uh, like, this, the hill, and then it's, oh like, the most God. bananas thing ever. Like, I think it's just more of, like, people just trying to do yeah. crazy so, shit. And that's and the thing, like, totally so... Extreme. If anybody listens to Barbell Shrug, it's a dope podcast. Those guys are really smart. They, like, I've looked into, like, sample programs by them, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. One day you're doing, like, clean and jerk, and there's percentage-based workouts. You never go above 85%, um, which is if you do, you're pushing it way too hard on a frequent basis. And then you do, like, a couple assistant exercises, and then you're done. It's really not that much. And then the next day is, like, a Metcon, but it's, like, kettlebells and different things like that, sled work. So I was looking at it, I was like, okay, this makes sense. And then I saw this other dude who was promoting stuff who has like a fucking ridiculous amount of followers on Instagram, but it's because he was in the games. And I looked at his and I was like, dude, this is fucking retarded. It's like a thousand meter row, um, kettlebell snatches, farmer's walk, and then like handstand uh, push-up hold for as long as you can. Jeez. And then it's like a countdown circuit or something like that. 
And I'm like, bro, you. There's no reason yeah. for that. They don't, so they don't take into consideration like planes of motion. They don't consider like posture or no, anything no, like no. that. So, yeah. um, but anyway, that's something that intrigued me, and it, it intrigues me because of that. Like, I'm like, man, I kind of want to get into CrossFit and start programming, uh, programming it in a smart way, mm-hmm. and see what happens. You know what I mean? And like. Because it's good if you can do it properly. Like Kelly Sturette is like, he's known for that shit, yeah. right? So. And I think that the best coaches, um, because look, like Christian Thibodeau, he's probably the smartest guy I've ever met. He, that he I've actually ever had a conversation with. Trains and, he, and he trains like people. the top three yeah. like, uh, CrossFit But that's the thing. Out there. He doesn't claim himself as a, as a CrossFit coach. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. he just, Consultant. he's just, yeah, yeah, he's like a strength coach and he just does programming and training for right. CrossFit people. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but they, but again, like they, they train in a smart way, and then it's just, it just so happens that when they compete, they got these idiots who are running yeah. the the workouts, and then they go and do it. So it's not necessarily that, uh, you know, they train in that specific style of, of workout, um, to where they're just training at the extreme all the time. It's it's the exact opposite. They they program really smart, so when they go to the competition, they're not burning out, right? Um, or as, as fast as the other yeah. athletes might be. Well, and I think a lot of the people that got big, because it's really really cheap and easy to get certified and open a box. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of people started competing, whether it was local, like sub pro or like yeah. pro, yeah. and they're genetic freaks. Yeah. And so they got a following, they opened up or started a brand and then like there's this one guy I've been following and I even purchased one of his products because I was like, so lately I've been purchasing people's products because we're getting ready to launch products. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to see how these guys are prom- or like creating and like uh, structuring their like nutrition guides or whatever. And I'm reading it and I'm like, dude, this is was horrible. But then he posted a picture about like him in the industry and stuff. And you know when you look at a guy's physique and you can tell he's on steroids? Yeah. It made sense after I read through the whole nutrition guide and then I saw this picture and I was like, dude, the reason you are the way you are and you eat the way you're eating, the meal plans that you broke down here work for you is because you're on steroids. You do some crazy shit on Instagram, you got a following, you started a gym and it created this, you know what I mean? So so it's sad and that's why like, man, Instagram is is like a gift and a curse to the industry. It's fucking crazy. But uh, anyway, do you... (laughs) Have you been intrigued by anything lately that you want to try? Dude, honestly, I've, I've just really been intrigued on getting a workout in. Like, my day is fucking crazy. <laughs> and it's like, the, it, you know, like, and especially with having my daughter, because I, I, I have her from, you know, 6.30 a.m. to uh, to 1.30. So, like, I'm watching her, and, the, like, one week she'll be on, like, a, a strict, not not really a strict schedule, but she'll... She'll be consistent for like a week, right? As like as far as like when she takes naps or how needy she is and, and, and stuff like that. And then it's like the next week, it's like okay, well she'll only take like a thirty minute nap. So like I go, I cook food, and then it's like she's up, and then yeah. you know what I mean. So it's kind of like back and forth. It's hard to get like work done. So I just been doing like body weight stuff at the house, and then doing some other stuff at the gym. Um, I mean like the four weeks of the program, I was consistent with that. Um, and now that, uh, the program is done, like I've really just been focused on like moving every day and, and making sure that, uh, I, I get training sessions in and it's probably, I mean, right when you said 40 minutes, like that's what the new program is that, that Christian Thibodeau wrote. I was like, thing, because like, that's really yeah. kind of the, like the, the workload that, that I'm at. Well, and the cool thing about it too is like, so if it's a Romanian deadlift day, like right now I'm doing uh, block poles, but you could technically go like one day if I if I'm in a hurry I need to go into the uh, apartment gym I could do dumbbells RDLs right right you can still do 
the ramp ups, the working sets, yeah. the the drop sets. You can do everything, right? Um, but that's what the other thing is. It's cluster sets. This is the worst. Oh, so fuck. you do so you do your six heavy reps of deadlifts on your last set, and then you have to do three cluster sets right afterwards. Jesus, Dude, it's murder. Of course, Christian Thibodeau puts that shit together. Yeah. But I think so. Like this, this actually will lead us into his other question. We can go back. I wasn't gonna ask this one because I answered it, but um, obviously I'm not a dad like you, so this will be easier for you. He said. Yo, this is a bit specific, so feel free to respond here instead of the podcast. I'm off from work for a month for paternity leave. Okay, first of all, paternity? Did you know that was a thing? Yeah, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was talking about it on the last one. I was like, I, did, I thought it was just maternity leave and that's it. Yeah. That's dope. So. I think I think it's, but here you don't get, uh, you don't get very much. I know in, in like Europe, I think in like Norway and shit and some, I mean, not all of Europe, but most of Europe, you get like a year or like Damn. six months of paternity leave. Yeah. That's, but see, that's so like, imagine like the time and quality relationship you can exactly. build. Like yeah. that's so cool. Cause they care more about that than, yeah, you know, 100%. I mean, like making money. Which actually, I got something I want to talk about too that I've I've been studying a little bit about European stuff. So, but uh, he said I'm off from work for a month, fraternity after my daughter was born. While it's great that we, my, <laughs> I'm gonna do this again, bro. While it's great that okay, he fucked this up. While it's great that <laughs> <laughs> you fucked it up, Marty. Yeah, he said while it's great that my weave added another little one to our home, it definitely makes for some adjusting to my workouts. I do my heavy lifting at work, deads, cleans, bench, squat. I've been making pr- great progress over the past few months, uh, but now without a gym, I'll, I'll have to adjust. So this is where it got different. I was like, oh, okay, we're going to talk about body weight. I have a gym in my basement, but dumbbells only go up to 65. I was like, bro, you have plenty. Yeah. What can I do to not lose those strength gains I've made without having access uh, to the weights? So what I said was... Do a lot of ISO holds, do a lot of negatives, do a lot of intensity-based sets, and yep. just, just worry about frequency. But I'd like to get your opinion um, on what you think you can do with less time, obviously, like what you've been doing, um, whether that's multiple workouts throughout the day or just whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's really just when I feel like, you know, l- let's take, for example, like, kind of like a challenge that I've done for myself is like uh, 150 push-ups, um within within the hour so like especially like if she's up you know what i mean if she's up constantly right. then it's like okay well you know i'll set her down for a second while she's not crying or anything like that and i'll just i'll just crank out push-ups right like maybe i'll get like uh sometimes i do like a, uh, a max set of just as many reps as i can um and then i just kind of keep count and then before uh, Steph gets home like my goal is just to get 150 reps in on push-ups or uh, squats or something like that you know what I mean and then when I get to the gym then it's like I'll do my main lift yeah um, and then I'll do like a, like a few accessory exercises and so I you could almost do about 40 40 45 minutes you could almost do all your accessories at home if you really wanted to yeah. besides like I mean if you had a band you could even do rows and curls and stuff yeah. um, it would almost make sense to have like a checklist right like today I'm gonna do this many air squats, this many mm-hmm. uh, get-ups or burpees or whatever, you know what I mean? So that's probably what I would recommend. Or if you're going to do a training program, do what I was just talking about, like 40 minutes, more full body. Yeah. Well, as, as, soon as, as soon as we were done with the program, then I left for vacation, and then I just got back. So right. this is like brand – I mean, this is just yeah. like this last week. Yeah. Um, but you then, were probably – during that program, you were way more focused, huh? Just like – Oh, Yeah. 
for no sure. time to talk and shit. Yeah, it's sure. funny because before we can be lazy and kind of go through the motions. Like yep. since my schedules got more busy, I'm like I'm in and out. Like, yep. but it's crazy, man, because I've been going to this gym down here. It's like a high school reunion every time I go there. You see somebody. I see somebody, and then yeah. it like it gets me. And because I love this stuff, I end up talking to him and help. Like right. today, I ran into this dude, um, and we were talking about uh, he has like shoulder issues. So I was going through like everything to help him with his shoulder issues, yeah. and I realized like twenty minutes is going by. I'm like, bro, yeah. well, I got to get out of here. Yeah. But all right, so uh, this is a good question. I wanted to say for this, uh, Jake. I don't know if it's Cullen or Coolin. He's from uh, Australia, so. Yo, did you see a Charlton comment on our Instagram post? No. You said uh, meditation or not, and he said bloody oath, mate. Oh, okay. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, assuming that, that says okay. fuck yeah, yeah bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because like bloody Matt, oath. me and Matt will get on the call <laughs> and we'll funny. be like just chatting and stuff, and he'll yeah. be like, oh, it was a cozy weekend, and I'm like, what? Or no, cruisy. No, I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, cruisy, like, chill. Yeah, cruisy yeah. is like chill or fun. Like yeah. he said, he called somebody else a name the other day. I can't remember what it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, so your opinion on what it takes to build a name and grow your name with an industry, I'm assuming you meant within the industry lessons you've learned along the way too. So for me, like my first thing was like tag along with somebody. Like mm-hmm. I talked, I talked about like my internship. Um, I think I talked about that. I kind of forget. I didn't listen to the podcast, but just talking about like just helping people and get your name out there and do everything for free. Um, I think one thing people need to really work on is stop being afraid to post like I remember like like some of my best like things now on Facebook are just a status me just ranting on a fucking stupid nutrition topic right. but people love that stuff and it gets my name out there it gets my idea my concept what I do out there as a coach and I think that's important so I talked about when I was at Highline uh, Community College like just constantly posting about like I learned this today in the gym I did this I did this and sometimes I'd get no likes but I know people see it and understand and associate me with fitness and what my brand is, right? So I think that's really, really crucial um, and be across like all mediums. I think like the biggest things I've learned is like the more you can help people, the better. Like if, they, if your passion is in this, like it's going to work out and you won't have to worry about – I'm speaking of the devil, Matt. Send me up. Um, you won't have to worry about the money until it becomes like a business, right? So I think that's the big key. But obviously, I, I want to repeat this so we can get your attention. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say that, I mean, I would say the same thing. Like, don't be afraid to do stuff for free. I would just say there's a balance, right? There's a fine line between doing stuff for free and then like, you know, actually valuing Or yourself. even take like a cheap payment. Like, I used to do shit for five bucks. Right. But, like, they did that one study where people got it for free or they paid a dollar, and the people who paid a dollar got better results. Right. But it's because they had some form of skin in the game. So I agree. Like, don't always do it for free. Make them invest in something. Or I, I remember I did a transformation for a friend where I made him write out a check to me, and I was like, if you don't send me the weekly updates for the next eight weeks, I'm cashing this $500 check. And he was on it. And, yeah. like, I ripped it up right in front of him because I was like, you did the work, right? But he knew if he didn't, then I was going to cash this check. Yeah. So... So, anything yeah i mean like i still do stuff for free but it's like okay we'll come into like one of my classes like one time free you know it, it's it's more of kind of like a uh try me out yeah exactly right and then i guarantee that you're gonna love it so much that you're gonna keep wanting to come back yeah so it's more of just like the mindset of like okay well like yeah you can you can do this and it's like okay you know, you, you establish some form of conversation and trust with people, especially after you take them through a training session um, right. and, and, and connecting with them on a certain level. 
and then you know afterwards the the experience has gone so well that that they want to keep coming back so that's the ultimate goal it's not to just do shit for free because you know uh you don't value yourself yeah. it's because you do value yourself and you know that somebody's going to buy after that yeah um and at the same time like you know there's there's a lot of people who will say well man like how, how do i be uh less salesy uh in in what i do it's like just you know that's it just like be less salesy. don't yeah. don't worry about the sale like as, as soon as you do that you're cooked well and, and if you like i said again if you're if you're passionate about it and you talk about helping somebody and you actually want to it doesn't come off as a sales pitch. Right. Like, and I think that's where the difference is. But I I think, like, so for him, I know he reached out to me after the last podcast, and he said that he was super into nutrition. Like, he felt like that was his calling. So what I would say is try every fucking diet under the sun. Like, what are you reading on a daily basis? What are you studying on a daily basis? What are mm-hmm. you listening to? Like, you have to be, like, discover – like, we, we call it within the warrior system, uh, discover and declare. So it's like – what are you discovering and where are you going to declare it? So like I said with the Facebook, read something and then post about it. Read something and then implement it. Listen to us talk about something, try it out. Right. Share your story, right? Get out there and be loud. Like I think that the most important thing is like I know a lot of people who know me just because I commented on a bunch of shit and I had a catchy nickname, right? So they saw my name popping up. But that introduced me to someone to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think – just being loud and just constantly going at it. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with consistency too, right? Like, you know, the, the in recent weeks, I haven't been as consistent. Like, you know, we've been going through uh, a lot of changes. My time is yeah. absolutely filled up from the time I'm, I'm up to the time I, I lay my head down at night, um, which isn't an excuse. It's just now I have to adjust and find, you know, that, that structure of, of how to do things, right? right? And a lot of... I, I think that who I speak to is, is, you know, younger or not even younger, but entrepreneurs who now, you know, they have a different, uh, another responsibility other than, other than themselves, right. right? Because it's like, man, like I could do a lot more with my day, yeah. um, when I only had to focus on myself, but now that I have to focus on another human being, it's like, holy shit, yeah. you know, thing, it, it, it completely changes the game. It, right. it doesn't sound like much, but like when you're actually living it, it's, it's yeah. crazy. So, you know, gearing more of my content now towards that is, is, is my sole focus. Yeah. And that's kind of like my one thing and something that we've talked about in the past, right? So Jake now wants to uh, dive into the nutrition game. Like that's your one thing. Like, don't worry about like all the other programming yeah. and shit like that. That stuff will come yeah. as long as you're in the gym. And again, like we talked about connecting with other people and having your circle of, you know, three to five friends, um, who, who are like-minded, you're going to pick up all that knowledge, right. but like your focus, your homework on a daily basis is that nutrition. If that's something that you're really passionate about, that's what you got to dive into like a hundred percent. And like to go off of that, like I was at, so I'll, I've been helping somebody with similar stuff. He's not into nutrition, but a trainer. And one thing I told him was like, man, when I click on your Instagram or your Facebook, like I don't really know what you do in the industry or if that's your job or hobby or a way to contact you. So what I would say to Jake is like, I don't click on your, like if you click on mine, you're likely going to know that I fuck with nutrition because there's going to be something posted. But when you click on his, you don't see that. So I would say like, that's the purpose, like be... I don't even know what the word would be, but like your the display of your like it's like the first nine or whatever like should have something along the lines of what you do. So if I were to obviously I don't know what it's like to be going through what you're going through, but if I were to give advice to somebody like you, I would be like, 
blow up your story because that's quick and easy on ways to stay fit being a dad. You know what I mean? Because then it's like relatable to those people because you can easily target those people now. Um, And it's like the minimum effective dose, which I think that like, so if you're doing stories, you're doing short statuses about like training and staying fit while being busy or mobility or whatever it is, I would give the same advice to somebody who's new because they're in a similar situation, not time-wise, but like being timid, right? They're afraid to post because of judgment where you're past that. Mm -hmm. Someone like that, I would say the same thing. Do the minimum thing that you can do. Like a story's gone in 24 hours. Just do it, right? right? But get get the feel of getting out there and just putting shit out. I would also say too now is that like, you know, a lot of people will look at your website or other people's website who uh, they constantly visit or they feel like it's really dope. Um, and, and obviously that's where you run your business, but like I, and and this is something that I thought of because I was a victim of it was, um, you know, I would see those sites and be like, man, like I really need a website. I need a website. Like I need to start a blog or a vlog or whatever. But like if, when I scroll back in my Instagram, I realized like I've been blogging for the last three years. You know what I mean? That's, that's it. That's what it is. It's a free blog. You know what I mean? Like obviously you can't. And it's, make it look pretty like you would on a website, but it, it to that's totally extent, irrelevant. Yeah, and to you extent, can, you can. Yeah, but it's and it's it's easier to get people to your Instagram than it is to get people to my site. Right. And that's why, like, I'm way more active on those social medias yeah. because I know that, right? And if I can get people from there to my site, then cool. But I totally agree. Like, I think that people look at that like almost like the the sticker syndrome or whatever shiny object yeah, thing, yeah. right? Like, if you can afford and you can make it happen, then good. But like, I don't think it's the absolute most important thing um so yeah i guess at the end of the day just fucking take action like don't be afraid of judgment i think that's the biggest thing is people are so like afraid of judgment you know um okay we had a guy that wanted us to talk about uh alfredo uh yeah his name's alfredo oh i thought you meant some guy wanted to talk wanted us to talk about alfredo i like alfredo (laughs) Uh, um, he said, uh, mental toughness and physical fatigue. I felt like I've been struggling because of those two things. So for me, like if you're like, I think it depends on physical fatigue. If you're doing a set of eight and you're quitting at six reps because you're just for lack of better terms, being a pussy, like I would say like, man up, like just do the set and just think about that. Like if you, if you go through those brutal sets, like do a set of 20 rep barbell squats, like you'll realize that eight isn't shit. Right. But I think like if you're physically fatigued in a sense, like you just feel drained all the time, like there's something going on probably hormonally or within your sleep and stress that is all out of whack. So sleep more, uh, more frequent eating, uh, cut out all the artificial bullshit and, uh, and just, yeah, get more sleep, less stress. Like, I think that's going to help a lot. And I think that if you did that, your mental toughness would probably be better. And, and my guess is, like, that might – the first option might be what he's talking about with physical fatigue if he's talking about mental toughness as and well. Mental toughness is a result of training. So yeah. if, if you find that that's a problem, um, it's probably the other things. Uh, you know, I think that somebody who's uh, mentally tough, they're not really looking for – that result, um, you know, when they're in a training session, I think that they, uh, they, they have to focus on other things if they want a certain result, right? Let's take, you know, lose 20 pounds or whatever, you know, like you can be, and I, and I think that's kind of on the fine line of, of crazy, you know, like I think that a lot of what we do, you know, especially like as long as we've done it 
and, and consistently done it, like, you know, I think that there's, there might be a little bit something wrong with us mentally, right? Like, to where, you know what I mean? You got to be a little crazy. <laughs> you do in, in, in order to really make that happen, especially in today's society to where, you know, it's our, our society is not built around fitness or, or health. No. So, um, you know, it's, I, I shouldn't say that there's something wrong because it's kind of given the wrong vibe out there, but more of, of, uh, it's it's out of the norm. Yeah. Um. So I think that again, like it, it, it all comes back to you know who you're surrounding yourself with, what what exactly it is that you want, and how you're gonna practice those things. Um. But I, I from a fatigue standpoint, man, I know that a lot of my fatigue or mental fatigue or physical fatigue, whatever it may be, a lot of that stems from diet. So yeah. you know people will look at me and like, oh well, you can eat whatever you want. Um, that's not necessarily the case because my performance is going to take a hit no matter how I look. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just the reality of it. I think you had to learn that lesson though. Like I think the hard way. Yeah. For a while, I think you can get away with it, but it just, it wears on your body mm-hmm. so much. Um, I think the best thing to do for mental toughness is to sign up for well, one of two things. One, start some kind of martial arts or two, just sign up for something that scares you. Like, Go fucking do seal fit. Go do if it's Spartan race is really that scary to you, do that. But like, that's the only like. And if people watch my vlog, that's like what I talk about. Like, it's the only reason why I did boxing really is because fighting has always been something that scared me ever since I got jumped. So yeah. it's something I've been pushing off, right? And then Steve, my coach, just keeps pestering me about like, dude, just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Don't be a pussy. And then I was finally like, fuck, all right, I'm gonna do this. So I joined. Now I love it, but it's pushing me past now when I go train or when other things in my life happen I have that mental toughness a lot more right, right? um and then it goes to the next level now Steve's been fucking bugging me about fighting like just getting the ring like yeah I mean because like it and, and I and I agree with them now because I'm in a comfort zone where like if I spar with my coach like he's not gonna hurt me it's cool right so um, so I actually uh, am going to do uh, – I got to figure out the dates, but they're called smokers, and they do them around here, and it's pretty much like helmets. Like they match you up with somebody, your weight, your experience, and it's yeah. just for fun. So it's actually dope because you actually get to test, right, like what your skill level is because it's, it's different when you're in and you have adrenaline and stuff. Like are you going to be actually able to put your combos and your skills to the test and to right. work? So um, – because I mean shit, if I was at a bar and some dude like decided to like fucking throw Shannon down and I had to scrap with him – would I get scared and not like disregard everything I've learned? You know what I mean? So it's like, it is actually a good test, but I, I think that it's, uh, it's not just being scared though. I think a lot of it is adrenaline. Oh yeah. hundred percent. You know, there's being able to stay calm. It's, it's different when you practice certain things, uh, in, uh, in training, but then when you get out and you, you do something chaotic, like, a uh, an actual fight, that's different, right? Yeah. You got somebody who's swinging back at you, and yeah. they're trying to they're trying to kill you, you know. And and it's actually, I, I remember what my dad said, like you know, if if uh, when you get in a fight, like you 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 have to be willing to you know to really kill that person, right? Like if you really think about it. And yeah, he said that to me when I was younger, and it's not like okay, well you got to go out and, and and kill that person if if you know if yeah. you get in a fight with them, but yeah. at the you know, as you get older and, and, and people get stronger and you're out in a bar or whatever. You never know what the fuck could happen. You never know what's going to happen. So you have to be, every time you get in a fight, you have to be mentally prepared to kill that person. You have yeah. to be willing to end their life. So I think that a lot of people can't really, you know, if, if you're not really grasping it like that and you're not really putting your training into into effect. Like, man, like I've seen it all the time where guys have, uh, it's actually funny. So 
um, I, I just thought of a story. So I was in England uh, for a, a uh, my my granddad's funeral, and we were going around uh, the town that he grew up in, and I was with my cousins and uh, the rest of my family. My brother was there, and uh, <laughs> two a couple of my cousins. They're older than me. They've been fighting ever since I can remember. Like you know, they're brothers, and you know they've just been they've been brawling. Yeah. Since ever since I can remember, so they get in this fucking fight in this little old town in fucking England, right? And one of them, he used to train, uh, uh, like I think it was like pancreation, right? It's a it's a martial art, and he was throwing like the most like wild punches and i'm like man like didn't you used to fucking like you know he, he ended up you know getting in a good shot but at the same time it was like all that training had right. just went out the window yeah. you know what i mean because there's so much adrenaline and emotion yeah. in that moment it's hard to really think about that so i think that you know just like with training or anything else like you know it takes a lot of time and a lot of practice in order yeah. to put those things yeah into a in real, real life situation right even my coach said that the first few ufc fight, or not ufc but mma fights he did he was like everything went out the window because yeah. i was just like scared as yeah. soon as i stepped in that Survival ring mode, i was yeah. ready but yeah. yeah so i still believe that you should put yourself through something that's gonna test your limits yeah. like i think that's the whole purpose of why wake up warrior does some of the crazy shit they do why seal fit takes you through the most brutal experiences right. and then they bring you back and they dig into the mental side of things yeah. it's it does something to you as a man. Um, I think this guy should probably read uh, The Way of Men. It's a really good book if you want to like look into the way men actually think and operate and why we are the way we are and why we need these things to be mentally tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you actually look at history and our ancestors and everything of like how they were treated, survived, acted, and the rituals and just like the normal things that they would do in society it's complete like we're pussies compared to them yeah and uh and society is allowing us to be more and more that way mm-hmm. sadly um but really really good book if you want to read it it's actually sitting right there on my desk but um powerful thing if you want to like dig into that whole uh mental toughness uh, especially if you're a guy right so i think that's that's huge um that's the last question for the podcast today man no oh. we're good for the day so we will catch you guys next time. Once again, if you are not in the Mind vs. Muscle team page, hop on over there. Go to our Facebook. Uh, click the link. Jump in uh, while you still can. And if you still haven't gave us a, a rating and review, go on to iTunes. Uh, search for our podcast. So if you're already subscribed, you have to literally search. But search for us. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review. Share this with your friends. Please do us a favor um, so we can continue to grow the podcast. We will see you guys next time. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.